You are Locked On Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked on Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Wednesday, February 23rd, 2022. Thank you for making Locked on Tigers your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We back. We back, baby. Um, we got we got some some lockout updates, guys. I know. I know it's it's your favorite time just clicking on a on a Tigers show and and listening to to the latest lockout update. It's become a staple. I'm really gonna miss it when this is finally over. It's immense sarcasm. I please end this now, please, for the love of everything. Uh, so we're gonna talk about that lockout updates getting pretty. Uh, I don't even know if serious is the right word, but. They are definitely getting uh, a lot more intense, I guess, is, is probably the correct phrasing there. Um, I'm a writer. So, we got that. Uh, then we're going to talk about the rest of the show will be about news and notes to come out of camp, which is kind of fun. There's already been some uh, some notes and, and news floating around and, and quotes from some players um, about uh, about the players who are actually attending their their camp and and spring training so that's the show today thanks for rocking with me let's get right into it eh? hey why not lockout update so we left off last friday with um an update on the lockout as we always do because that's pretty much every single show at this point and the update was that this week, starting on Monday, that the owners and the union would be meeting every single day, probably multiple times a day, probably for a very long period of time every day, uh, in an attempt to get a deal done before the February 28th deadline that has been set by the league to where if the a proposal is not agreed upon by the CBA is not agreed upon by February 28th, then the season gets delayed. Uh, we will not be having a full 162 game season. So that's been this week. Big, big week for big week for everybody. Big week for the boys and girls. Um, it, it has been happening. Uh, that's, I mean, that's fun. <laughs> it's been happening. Uh, I don't think we're very close to a deal necessarily at the time of this recording. Uh, you also, just so we're all aware, I'm recording this on Tuesday evening. So, uh, I am recording this after day two of meetings, not after day three of meetings. You'll be listening to this on Wednesday, um, potentially before, during, or after uh, the, the the day three of meetings. So I, I just want to be very clear about the, the breakdown here, what I know currently, right? In, in my world, there's only been two days of meetings, Monday and Tuesdays, okay? So we do have movement, and that is a good sign. At the end of the day, 
that they could have just shown up and both just had no movement on any side and just sat there and, and pushed paper across the table at each other over and over uh, and for a week, and, and we could have just not had baseball this year. So at a bare minimum, we do have some movement. Uh, the players were being a little petty today. A little petty petty move by the players today. And honestly, I respect it. Did it lead us closer to a deal being done on Tuesday? No, but it was a it, it was a pretty all-time petty move. Um so so the owners went first. The owners gave their offer on Monday because uh last week, the the last time they had met before this uh this hell week I'm calling it. Um, they, they just go back and forth. So the players had gotten the last hour before that. So this was the, the Monday this week was the owner's counter to the previous offer and not too terribly much had moved. There was a little bit of movement, uh, for starters, the super twos, which we have broken down on this show a plethora of times. You can, you can find, uh, uh some, <laughs> one of the, the many, uh, breakdowns of the the lockout situation if, if you're unaware of kind of how super twos work but uh, basically it's just when players are going to arbitration the players want a lot more players to be super two status the owners have pretty much said that that is not even a consideration that is non-negotiable and the reason for that is because they need votes they need they need owners this isn't just Manfred walking in going, yes, no, yes, no. We have to remember, at, per my, my rant last week, was that last week or two weeks ago maybe already even, of me just basically yelling into this mic for half an hour. The owners are Manfred's boss. Manfred controls very little uh, when it comes to this these negotiations, if any at all. Okay. These are every issue here has been voted on by every single owner. Manfred is is really just the the messenger in 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 these negotiations at least. Manfred obviously holds quite a bit of power during uh, the season and and such. But I, I'm gonna be honest with everybody. You know he, he's kind of just a figurehead that everybody can crap on. So that the owners get a little bit of heat off their backs. Like the, the owners vote on everything on, on this proposal. So with the Super 2s, they, they pretty much said, look, you're, you're not getting the vote. There's no chance that the owners are, that we're going to get a majority vote or a two-thirds vote, whatever they need. Uh, there, there's absolutely no chance that you're going to get the vote to move this. So you can keep offering it. They literally said you can keep offering it, but you're not getting it. That, that's almost an exact quote. <laughs> you, you can keep offering as much as you want, but it's uh, it's pretty much not happening. So have fun. So the Super 2s is a big one because the players want to raise that from 22% to 80 and I think they lowered it to 75 on Tuesday. Um, I, we, have, we, have one, we have an immovable object and another party that moved it down 5%. So... Again, I, I know it, it seems minuscule, and it is minuscule, but any movement is something to take pride in at this point, right? We, we have been given nothing for months. We've been given 
five, six weeks in between meetings at one point. I will. I, I'm just glad we're meeting for for three to four hours a day, every single day for a week. And and if they blow through the deadline, it. I swear, if they if they don't make the February twenty eighth deadline. And then they all go home and they go, oh, we'll like reconvene in two weeks. I will lose my marbles to a point that that I'm not sure has been recorded. I will lose my freaking mind. Man, like you, you gots to see it through, my boy. You gots to. So, so let's grow up. And they are meeting every day right now, so I'll take what I can get. One of the other offers that was part of this was minimum salary. Minimum salary, the players did not move theirs at all. Same as last time. What was that, 770K, 775K? Uh, That was not moved whatsoever. And on top of that, they wanted to raise the minimum salary raises from year to year across the entirety of the CBA from 25,000 to 30,000 each year of the deal. So basically, they said, okay, we'll chop off 5% off the top there, right? We'll take, we'll take about 5% off the top, take away the for, drop from 80% to 75% of players reaching Super 2 status. However, we now want a five grand raise uh, each year of, of the deal as far as minimum salary goes. I, I, mean, I mean, man. I'm laughing to hide the pain. We'll get into the rest of the lockout updates after I tell y'all about Built Bar. It's the time of year where pretty much everybody has given up on their news resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to mine. You should stick to yours if it's to eat right as well, thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried the Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best-tasting bars. Puffs are the first-ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors, yummy cinnamony churro, Coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, they're all so good, and they're going to be your new favorite. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs included, that's 100% real chocolate. Low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. So go to Built.com and scroll down to the macros chart. You'll be blown away. High protein, low cal, high fiber, low carb. Built Bars contain 130 calories. 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. When you compare that to a candy bar, that usually is about 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. It's phenomenal. They are all delicious, and new flavors are coming out all the time. If they think a flavor might be good, they'll make it. And it will be delicious and good for you. At Built Bar, they care about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every single time. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off of your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, we are back here for segment two at Locked On Tigers. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. 
Locked on MLB Prospects hosts Lindsey Crosby as a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get into the rest of this lockout update, and then we'll get into some fun stuff for a change. Um, Another thing that was being discussed, honestly, I guess the better way to phrase it is not being discussed, is the luxury tax that continues to be the what is widely considered to be the biggest hurdle across all of these negotiations. If you think they're far apart on every other issue, which they are, uh, you you don't even want to look into the luxury tax issue. They are so far apart that it was not even discussed today uh, on Tuesday. Literally not even brought up. Jesse Rogers, who's been doing some phenomenal reporting for ESPN covering the lockout, uh, said something today where he was like, I I think the only uh, matter in which it was discussed is the fact that they literally said the letters C, B, and A together. Um, So it is, we, we are very far apart. On, on that issue, and, and that continues to be. Jeff Passan is, is another uh, great analyst for ESPN that's been doing a lot of work. Uh, cover. I mean, he's the biggest baseball writer on the planet now, probably currently. Um, been talking about how that continues to be the, the biggest source, sort, how do I want to word this? The biggest sense of fear? Not sense. Oh, man. I, I, I always have one word an episode that just completely escapes me. And it drives me up a wall. I'm going to start holding a list. I'll start a thread on the Lockdown Tigers Twitter of words that I forgot mid-show. And there's always at least one. Shout out to program. Throwing program back, back what, a week and a half ago. Whatever. It, it'll come to me later. <laughs> the important thing is, is that the, the luxury tax continues to be probably the, the thing that most people are afraid is, is going to hinder this lockout uh, and and the biggest issue that the two sides have to overcome, which is really saying something considering that they are currently, what, 53% apart on Super 2s and the owners have said that they completely have no chance of moving it even up 1%. So you have something that's that far apart and... It, it by most people you ask in the industry is not even close to the biggest issue because luxury tax exists. So, still a lot going on. Still a lot of uh, of not great, you know, vibes. <laughs> Just the vibes are off, man. The vibes have been off for months. I'm so, oh my, man. I just I just want baseball back, man. We all do. My goodness. Um, so, so that is your current lockout update. That is where we stand currently on Wednesday, the day that you are, uh, I guess, potentially most likely listening to this. The day that this episode comes out, they will meet for a third time. The petty move, by the way, I completely went off the rails with that train of thought. Then we'll end the lockout update, I promise. Um, after the somebody on the players union was asked about their offer and and uh, the, the, the amount of movement on issues and, and why it might have seen minuscule. And they responded by saying uh, that's exactly how much the owners moved on their last offer. So snail's pace 
but both sides moving in a direction. That direction is arguably not even towards each other and an agreement, but we, we have consistent movement, which is at least something because, again, we, we hadn't been given that pretty much all offseason. So at this point, I'm just taking what I can get, and we all should just take what we can get. I think Wednesday's a huge day. I think that the Wednesday meetings will probably determine whether this gets done by oh, Wednesday and Thursday. That two-day stretch will determine if this deal gets done by Monday because they're going to meet every day. They're going to meet all afternoon every single day. And if there's not a much more significant amount of movement on the on either side, just on, on the offers that are given, if it we're if we're moving five percent every time, well, I, I mean we're gonna be here for for a month, maybe even longer. Like if, if this continues to be the pace, we're hosed. But if Wednesday and Thursday come around and there is significant strides taken, big chunks knocked down, I don't expect a deal Wednesday. I don't even expect a deal Thursday. But if we can at least get into the ballpark, pun absolutely intended, of an offer, then I, I that is that is the goal. That would make me a very happy boy, and uh, it should make everybody very happy. So that's what we're looking for for the next two days. That's what we've gotten the last two days. Now let's get into fun, some fun stuff. Detroit Tigers have started minor league camp. Uh, there's been some fun storylines. One of them being Spencer Torkelson and Riley Green. Because why not? Why wouldn't those be the, the two biggest um, storylines so far? Jackson Job and Ty Madden. Another uh, pr- pretty fun storyline heading into well, heading into I, the minor league season, I guess. Minor league season still ready to roll, baby. They're still all about it. So we will get into all of those headlines and such. After I tell you all about betonline.net, football might be over this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just basketball either. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage and information. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action, but online, where the game starts. All right, everybody, we are back for segment three. Had to get a drink of water there. We're, we're ready for some fun stuff. Ready for some fun stuff. We're done with the nonsense, and that's what it is, nonsense. So, Spencer Torkelson has looked great. Uh, he kind of looks like Elvis down there. I mean, he's just, there's always people swarming him for autographs and such. Uh, it's, it's always a scene around, around Torque. Um, but, but by all accounts, he looks pretty good. They're just doing, you know, batting cage work and light fielding drills and stuff. Nothing crazy, but uh, look, looked good coming into camp. Looks good so far. So that's, that's always a good sign. Better that, that than hearing the alternative, even if it is just light work so far. Uh, one of the biggest things I wanted to talk about though, was Riley green because there was a quote that came out yesterday, uh, where he said, I love playing center field, inject it 
all into my veins. All of it. Please. Nothing would make me happier. Nothing. I'm, I'm genuinely not sure anything would make me happier. That, my goodness. So, like, least we forget, when Riley Green got drafted, we were told that he was a below-average defender in right field. Right? Below-average corner outfielder. And and there actually is a uh, I can't give credit because I can't remember off the top of my head, but um, th- there actually was a, a, an interview and then a, a question with with uh, Riley Green where they talked about that with him and and he basically gave the, the Michael Jordan answer I, I, and I, and I took that personally, you know what I'm saying? And uh, and and he turned around and has made his case for being a center fielder going forward. Played center field in double A, played center field in triple A last year. And not only was he just playing center field, he was a big time plus defender in center field. Now, Comerica Park is a whole new beast, and everybody knows it. The front office knows it. Um, the, I mean, the fans all know it, the coaching staff knows it, and, and Riley Green knows it. Being the man of center field of Comerica is is not a light task, and it is far different than being the center fielder in in, in Toledo and in Erie, Pennsylvania. That being said, if anybody can do it, Riley Green is that dude, and he proved people wrong coming out of the draft with his defensive grades. And I, I look, man, you can, you can say whatever you want. And, and, and your opinion can, can be as subjective as you want it to be. But it, it's a, it looks a hell of a lot better looking at, at potentially putting him at center and having him play plus defense in the minors than it is the other way around, right? Like there's no way we'd even be having this conversation if it wasn't for the fact that, that he was playing plus defense at every level of the minors in center field so far. So he, he, he's already taken the path. And he's already done a really, really very impressive, really great job, for real, uh, in the minors. Ha- has been a joy to watch man center field. Some Made some highlight plays, uh, makes routine plays look good. First step back was a big thing early on. Ha- I mean, he- he's looked phenomenal. So I'm pretty pumped, and, and that opens a whole new plethora of possibilities for the future of this team. Yeah, you know, like center field has been a hole in this organization for years. I mean, my goodness, the last like solid everyday center fielder we had was was probably Austin Jackson. I mean, Jacoby Jones loved the dude to death. Uh, he he had a couple of really good defensive seasons and, and a couple of okay offensive seasons, but Jacoby Jones was was never a guy that that. I, I love Jacoby. I really do. What was a what was a fun player to watch during a really really bad era of Tigers baseball, where there weren't weren't too many fun players to watch. But Jacoby Jones was never an everyday starting center fielder on a playoff team or a, or a remotely competitive team, and that's why he he was one of the players that kind of got flushed out as the team took a big step forward that last season. 
So, it's been a very long time since we've had an everyday center fielder, and the flexibility that that opens up within the, the future building of the team is immense. Right? Because center fielders, you, you can find corner outfielders that can play either left or right. Center field, you got to be able to play center, and that's it. So when you're going for the building of the future, when you have prospects come up in the, in the next three, five, seven, ten years in this organization, having a guy that you know can play everyday center field, maybe you have a, a weaker def- defensive outfielder, but he can hit, boom, you can move him to the corners. And you don't have to worry about, oh, like where's Green going to go after that? You know what I'm saying? And in free agency, you want to spend big on a right field bat. That's a horrible defender. Well, good. You, you can play right field, and you can hide him in, in right field or left field at Comerica, like we tried to do with Willie Castro last year. Like the, it, it just opens up such a, a, a plethora of, of possibilities for the future, and I'm really, really excited about it. And uh, I... I I wouldn't bet against Riley Green in too many things on this planet. Um, the other thing, well, two more things, I guess. Uh, really quick things, not not super in-depth analysis, just kind of house-cleaning stuff. Uh, Zach Hess had Tommy John surgery. Uh, we just kind of found that out when camp started, so he will miss all of the 2022 season. Zach Hess was, uh, has had a, an interesting career when it comes to uh, what – people have believed his ceiling is. Uh, I I have been a big fan of Zach Hess's for a minute now, um, and, and I think he has really good stuff, just has some control issues, fits right in with the rest of our bullpen, honestly. So I'm still looking forward to, to him in the future, um, but obviously that Tommy John is a huge step back, so hoping and, and wishing him a speedy recovery. And, uh, and hopefully he can get back on the horse and, and next season maybe try to make the team out of camp, depending on what the bullpen situation looks like going into 2023. Uh, at the, I mean, 2023 might be next season at this point. And then, lastly, uh, Alan Trammell. Birthday was recently. Birthday was this week. And uh, when, you know, he people just chopping it up with Tram, just talking about, oh, his birthday, whatever. You're celebrating your birthday being a coach. How cool is that, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, uh, apparently Christian Santana has apparently made a big kind of stamp on Alan Trammell and Tram has, has said that he likes him. Um, and, and Christian Santana has said that, that he likes Tram and they are, uh, have been working together and Tram's obviously down there helping a lot of the infielders with, with defense and such, and, and has always been a part of this organization, uh, besides that little bench coach stint with the Cubs there. Uh, what was that? The late 2000s, early 2010s, regardless. He's been around forever and, but, and, and is an immortal of this team. Um, but uh, him and Christian Santana have been working a lot together, and that's super fun to see. Santana was, um, we talked about him in the international signing episode a couple of weeks ago, uh, the biggest international signing when it comes to dollar amount in Detroit Tigers history. So, very, uh, I don't want to say lofty expectations, but but you know, we, we expect something out of the kid, and so far so good in that regard. So there is your updates all across the board. Thank you guys for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day, and I'll make your second listen Locked On MLB. 
Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues, both present and past. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you guys for rocking with me, for real. I know I say it every time, but it really does mean the world to me. Um, and a little, little bit of a surprise. Friday's episode, we might have another minor league player interview with a recent draftee. That's all we're going to say right now. Once it's set in stone, uh, then then we'll I'll, I'll give you a little more detail. But um, I, I think Friday's episode is probably going to be another interview with a minor leaguer. So that'll be super fun. Um, and thanks for, like I said, thanks for rocking with me through the lockout, man. I know it's tough for everybody. Uh, best believe it's tough for me too. And yeah, so I appreciate you guys continuing to come back to, to this show and, and to support the show even with uh, the content being as the content has been. So peace and love going to Therapy's Dope, and I'll catch you all tomorrow, baby. Go Tigers.